0: welcome to the cash flow guys podcast that's right ladies and gentlemen you know where you are you know what time it is this is tyler chef i am the host of the cash flow guys podcast and we are back one more week a lot of weird stuff going on there this week guys as we're recording this the coronavirus debacle is in full swing everybody's losing their mind america is out of toilet paper had i predicted this one I would have bought stock in toilet paper companies. And I'm not even saying that to make light of the situation because Lord knows it's a tough situation out there. I hope this podcast finds you all well and in good spirits. I hope that you can do your best to circle the wagons, keep your family safe, keep your friends safe, just kind of relax, maybe turn off social media for a few weeks and let things kind of boil over and do their thing. That's going to bring us to why now more than ever, you really need to get good at raising private money because what's coming down the pike here is and i hate to sound like a dirty capitalist pig but y'all know me i am a dirty capitalist pig bottom line is people people's reaction whether you choose it to be under or over reaction people's reactions are going are extreme right now it's the government agencies and politicians and all your elected officials they're they're making a lot of decisions quick a lot of stuff's going on things are hard to keep track of i mean if you look at people's ability to not overreact like things like toilet paper going out of stock and nobody can seem to figure out why it's basically One person panics, buys the toilet paper. Everybody else sees them doing it. They don't want to lose out, and it just snowballs from there. Well, same thing can go out and go wrong in real estate. And this week we're going to talk about. We're going to continue talking about that private money crash course. I'm going to give you a lot of the tips out of there, money raising secrets that are going to. Now, what I'm going to talk about this week, we're going to eliminate your competition. Which means I know you're thinking, well, number one, Tyler, I don't want to raise money, but I'm afraid to raise money because there's somebody will say no. But more importantly, I'm afraid to raise money because there's too much competition out there. There's too many of these real super duper pro guys out there and girls doing it. That have been doing it for 20 years and they're going to beat me well first of all this isn't a race okay kids this is not this is not a race boys and girls it is it's a journey and it starts with you taking the time to number one get the basics down because understand that raising money does not have to be rocket science i understand that a lot of you engineer brains want to make it rocket science you start using big fancy words um Other people get freaked out. They don't understand what you're talking about. People say no because they don't understand. But for those of you that learn to raise money by keeping it ridiculously simple, you will find it being, number one, a lot less stressful. Number two, a lot easier to get to yes. And number three, when you have something to offer in the marketplace that nobody else does, and that could be because they're not willing or they're not able or simply they don't even know it exists to offer in the first place, well, you've got what you call a golden goose, and that's what I want to talk about this week. So let's dive in. This week in the quadrants, now in the private money crash course, I broke it out into four simple quadrants. Okay, appreciation, depreciation, amateurization, and cash flow. Those are the four pieces of a pie. Think of it like a square pizza, if you would, that you can share with your investors. Now, there are specific laws and regulations that say what you can share and when. The best way, I'm going to start this episode, why well, I want you to take write this down, the best way to learn the safe and legal way for you to share pieces of the pie is to have a good, solid CPA on your team. It also would be a good idea to have an attorney on your team that understands the laws around SEC or securities and exchange compliance. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go out and shell out 40 grand for a PPM or 20 grand for PPM or whatever the attorney's charge for PPM. Prices are all over the map because not you don't have to do a PPM in every instance. And generally speaking, when you're raising money from groups of people, in other words, more than one person's investing in your deal, you're probably going to need some sort of a PPM or some sort of a filing, SEC filing, to make that legit. That's where that attorney comes comes in. So Don't think you have to go out and write a check for 20 grand on day one. Instead, go write a check for a couple hundred bucks to get a consultation. Tell the attorney what you plan on doing. Well, I'm going to buy a, well, like, like Jill and I are getting ready to buy an RV park. We want to buy, well, not getting ready. We're going to buy an RV park. We just haven't found one yet to buy. Speaking of which, if you guys happen to own an RV park and you think about getting rid of it, if it's in Florida, Georgia, or Alabama, I'll of you think about South Carolina, hook a brother up, give me a call. Uh, be interested in taking a look at that. We want to buy a, mo- a RV park, not a mobile home park. There's a difference. We want to buy a, an RV park in the Southeast, preferably in Florida. That said, if you're a wholesaler, don't go get something under contract and then call me because you have no idea what I'm willing to pay, how I analyze the deal. You don't know any of that. So if you go out there and talk about ARV, you have no idea what, you don't, what you're talking about because you don't know my buying criteria. Instead, say, hey, Tyler, get on the phone with me. I've got a line on one. I could find out more information. Yes, you'll be protected. Don't think in scarcity. Bring value to the table. And if you bring value to the table, we'll get you under contract. So in this tax benefit now there's a one reason one huge reason why i am far more successful in raising capital than most of my peers and that comes down to i take the time to educate my financial friends so instead of talking about i can get you an 18 percent return and this that and the other instead i talk to them about all the pieces of the pie hey mr financial friend did you know that there are four different ways essentially that you can profit from a deal and those four ways are appreciation depreciation amortization and cash flow. Now, last week we talked about appreciation. This week we're going to talk a little bit about the tax benefits and we're going to talk a little bit about the amortization. So understand this. I am not a CPA. I am not a tax professional. I have no licenses that entitle me to give you any tax advice. Therefore, nothing in this podcast is tax advice. When you need an amazing CPA, you need to pick up the phone and call a bunch of them, find one that gels with you and sit down and have a conversation with them on ways that you can use this section that we're talking about, uh, depreciation, how you can use this to help your investors get better returns. Okay? Here's basically what it looks like. When you go buy a piece of property, you get tax advantages for that. If it's a residential property, you have the ability to depreci- depreciate that property over 27 and a half years if it's commercial property you can depreciate it over 39 years okay how it's depreciated really depends on and how much depreciation depends on some formulas now the one thing i can tell you for sure is that you cannot depreciate land the reason for that is, the, the the reasoning behind that is the IRS feels that land does not go down in value or it doesn't wither away because it's raw land. The improvement or the building, the house, whatever it may be on the land, that can be depreciated because the effective or useful life of the improvement diminishes over time. I think we can all agree on that. You put a house on a piece of property, heck, you put an apartment building on a piece of property, you put any structure on a piece of property, and then you don't do anything to it, guess what happens? It falls apart. So the IRS allows you to depreciate these improvements over a given period of time again there is an i there is a i shouldn't say again but there is an irs publication it's called irs publication 527 so if you go to your friend mr google and type in irs publication 527 or irs 527 or irs pub 527 get the most recent one 2019 is dated january 29th of 2020 i'm holding a copy of my hand it's about 30 pages give or take read that bugger cover to cover which you'll wind up being as confused as I was by the time you got done reading that. But seriously, it's it gives you the highlights. It gives you the explanation of how they come up with this and how it applies. I would also, and this is something that I do, and I talk about this in the Private Money Crash Course far more in depth. By the way, if you want to get that course, it, guys, it, it costs almost nothing. It's ridiculous for you not to get it. It would be irresponsible for you not to get it. PrivateMoneyCrashCourse.com. PrivateMoneyCrashCourse.com. You can learn everything you want to know about raising money in less than a weekend for less than it costs to go out for lunch. Okay, it's that simple. Anyway. When you sit down with your financial friends, you want to be able to educate them. Now, I don't suggest you start getting into lengthy, deep tax conversations because you are not a tax professional. Well, that's great, Tyler. So how do I do this? Well, it's actually quite simple. You go to Google, you type in IRS publication 527, you print that bad boy out, and you hand it to your customer. And maybe you put one of your business cards on it or something like that. Give them some way to remember it's you. Help them understand that there's more ways to capitalize and profit off of real estate than just receiving in a return from you. By you allowing them to invest in your deal, see how I worded that? By you allowing them to invest in your deal, they have the potential to take advantage of some of the tax benefits of investing in real estate. How that specifically happens really depends on how you structure the deal. Now that's where we get our tax in the mix so they can help you understand how to structure the deal in order to give your financial friend some or all of the tax benefits. Let me break it down real simple for you. Those of you that are out there trying to scratch your head figuring out how you can get your investor that 12% return they want because there's not 12% profit in the deal every month, or there's not 12% of what they invested available to pay them every month or every year, whatever it may be, here's your solution. Because if you got the tax benefits you can give away, that may equate to a significant piece of of money. Let's say that equates to 2%. 2%. Let's say that you, somebody's putting in a half million dollars, whatever it may be in their deal, and you can give them all the tax benefits and that tax benefit earns them an additional 2%. Well, that means you don't have to give them 12% out of your pocket anymore because the fact that they're in the deal, the tax benefits, albeit the IRS, is going to give them 2% of the 12% that you were trying to get them. And I'm not. I'm just throwing 12% out there as a figure. In This market, if you're paying, if, if you're in shelling out 12%, to me, that's a high risk deal. I'd be highly suspect that you'd be able to keep up with that, especially with what's going on this week. My point is this. There's more than one pot that the profit money can come out of. And when you learn the different pots that the profit can come out of, I'm here to tell you, not all those pots are going to cost you money. And this tax pot is a great one that's not going to cost you a dime. I have structured deals in the past where I have given my investors ownership of the property and I have given them the tax advantages. Because if I've got several projects going on at once, I can't, there's more tax benefits available to me than what I can capitalize on. This year is a great example. We had an amazing year. We had a lot of stuff done. It's probably the most profitable year jill and i have had in our lives it's definitely our hell we would fully retire we're not we're not doing much anything anymore that would normally terrify people because of the tax implications of that right when you make a lot of money the government comes by and slaps your wee wee and makes you pay lots of money well when you have a good tax advisor that teaches you how to leverage irs tax code to your advantage by simply reading the instructions now you can make decisions all year long that help reduce your tax liability. So here's how this plays out. You get this IRS publication 527, you print out a copy, you hand it to your potential financial friend, you ask them to read it, and if they have any questions to get with their tax professional, offer to meet with their tax professional to to explain to that tax professional how what you plan on doing with the money, how you're going to invest the money, and then put the onus on them to guide their client on which best solution would be out there for them to receive the maximum tax benefits. If you guys are out there doing your first couple deals and you're focused on making profit right now, and you may not have enough assets to really garner much of a tax refund or tax benefit from this, I should say, this deal. So why not give it to somebody who can benefit? Because at the end of the day, that means you're not going to have to pay them as much in a return. Now, how much of a benefit, as I said before, depends on the deal. It depends on the structure, the type of deal, how the profits are going to come back, how you buy it, if it's an entity, not an entity. Those are all questions that we need to get from our tax professional, and they are on a case by case basis. So you can just give them the publication 527, have them go talk with their tax professional, ask, you know, tell them you'd be happy to answer any questions they may have, whatever. This is going to start getting interest, okay? This is because you're talking about giving them something that nobody in the market has even thought about. Stockbrokers can't offer that to their client. Most syndicators do not offer that to their clients. They don't even know it. They don't even think about it half the time. And the ones that do think about it don't want to share it because maybe they're in, they're, they are they're need the benefit. So they're not willing to share that piece. So they'll have the deal pay for it. But this is a great way, boys and girls, to reduce your investor's tax liability. Show them a return that doesn't specifically cost you money. Think about that. What if you could show them somewhere between 1% to 5%? higher return to your financial friend than anyone else in the market. I think you're probably going to be the one that, attra- that that raises all the capital. Call me crazy, but that seems pretty darn logical, doesn't it? Amortization is another one, boys and girls. Sit down with them with amortization. Run, get on a 10B2 calculator. If you want to go on my YouTube channel, I have a real simple uh, tutorial It takes like two, three minutes, shows you how to calculate a mortgage payment. Sit down with them, show them how interest and, and principal and interest are calculated, print out an amortization schedule, show them that they get their interest in the front end of the loan and the principal comes later. Show them and explain to them how amortization works. I break it all down in the private money crash course. I make it ridiculously simple so that you can explain it to your potential client or your financial friend so you can explain to them where the profit comes from. When people understand where the profit comes from, I'm here to tell you, they're a lot more comfortable. They're unwilling to, they're not uh, not even able to say no because it doesn't make sense to say no. It becomes, logical to say yes boys and girls take action private money crash course.com that's how you make this happen you get over there pull the trigger on the private money crash course you consume the information it's not going to take you weeks and weeks and weeks to study i've got it set up so it's organized and simple You get right through the information sit down with your financial friends you're never going to have to ask them for money if you take the private money crash course you're not going to ask anybody for money you're going to teach them how their deal can make money and they're going to ask you if you would be so kind as to do business with them that's how it shakes out guys and girls that's the way you want it to shake out because there's nothing worse in the, w- the world than having to beg people for money or having to ask for money. It's embarrassing. It's a, It's just, ugh, makes me nauseous even thinking about it. PrivateMoneyCrashCourse.com. PrivateMoneyCrashCourse.com. Get over there. Make it happen. Catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. Today's episode, episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn.